my creepers and my creepettes. Hey guys. Welcome to another spooktacular episode. Spooky. Tonight we're talking about one of the more infamous places in the States. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty famous location. I, I would think say. so. We're talking about the Waverly Hills Sanatorium. It does always trip me up because I'm like, Selena Gomez? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even watch that show, but that's what I think of every time. (laughs) To me, it gives off like Arkham vibes. It's an interesting architecture. That's for sure. Even the name of it, it has that like old New England feel to it, even though it's not in New England, but it has that sort of feel to it. Like it just has to be creepy. Yeah. So I do want to clear one thing up before we get too deep into it. Uh Uh-oh. A sanatorium is not a place, is not a house for mental illness. Oh, right. It's not an insane asylum. No, it is not. A sanatorium, they were specifically created to house tuberculosis patients. It's like a sanitary room. Sanatorium. Right. With that said, a, a lot of what I have for tonight is information about tuberculosis and how it has affected superstition and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Which I think a lot of the history stuff, just because of what it was, is still creepy. Yeah. Because it's brutal. Right. Now, uh, tuberculosis is also known as white death, mm-hmm. but more commonly, it's known as consumption. And that's because people that suffered from it, it was like the disease was consuming them. They wasted away to nothing. Which uh, is really hard to see. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's the typical, like, you're watching a period movie or something, and it's the there's always a character that is just, like, slowly wasting away. They're always coughing. Eventually, they get to the point where they're coughing up blood. They're super pale, mm-hmm. super weak. Now, it wasn't discovered until 1882 that it was even caused by a bacteria. Oh, how did they figure it out? Uh, I'm not sure how they figured it out. Science. Science. But I do know, prior to 1882, the most common belief of the cause was a vampire in the community. Oh. And it makes sense, because it is a blood illness. Well... It's in your lungs, but bleeding is a symptom. Mm-hmm. You're wasting away, which would you would assume blood being the life liquid or whatever mm-hmm. of your body. If a vampire is draining that from you, you would naturally be able to assume that the draining of the blood is what's causing these symptoms. Oh, okay. So like the more fragile you start to look, like the more the vampire has, has been feeding on you. Okay. Gotcha, yeah. yes. Effects of feeding, gotcha. So you would see, especially in small communities, the very first case of a witch hunt for vampires in the States was centered around a tuberculosis outbreak. And so you'll start to see what they would do is someone would get sick and they'd start looking into, okay, well, who's died recently mm-hmm. in the community? And they would dig up that grave and that a lot of times they would pull the heart out of the body, take you know, behead the body, stick a brick in its mouth. You know, there were lots of superstitions they would do hoping to cure the ailment. 
can you imagine being in that time period and just living through that and being like, what can we do to make sure that this doesn't happen? Maybe if we put a brick in its mouth. Oh, they did all kinds of stuff. bite anything. They would build cages over the graves. Oh, yeah. You know, bury them with a brick or rock in their mouth. Uh, sometimes they would pull the incisors out of the skull before burying the the person. Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> the vampires, you know. It's crazy. Did you see if they had any count for that? Like Salem witch style or? No. <laughs> but <laughs> you said counts and I went, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> One. One tuberculosis victim. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. No. <laughs> this is not Sesame Street for your kids. <laughs> <laughs> so with that bit of back information on just tuberculosis, Waverly Hills was built near Louisville, Kentucky in 1910. And orig- the original building could hold 40 to 50 tuberculosis patients Mm -hmm. at this time one of the main thoughts on how to treat it was cold fresh air some sunshine and sunshine so a lot of these sanatoriums were built at high altitudes up in the mountains and a lot of them had big courtyards big open air patios because the one of the big thoughts was let's get these people outside I mean, I do love the mountains. And it helped. It would ease the symptoms, but it wouldn't. It, it wasn't a cure. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about it like that, you think it's all rainbows and sunshine. But they would leave these people outside regardless of what time of year it was. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be the middle of winter. And their rooms didn't have windows either. They were open. They had screens so bugs and stuff couldn't get in there to them. But they also had this giant breezeway out front where they would roll the beds out mm-hmm. into this breezeway. And there were no windows covering the outside of the building there. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, like I said, it could be there could be snow on the ground and you, they, all these patients are still outside in the fresh air. Freezing fresh air. With the more than likely windigos. <laughs> Has to be, right? Probably a skinwalker or two. Yeah, has to be. Yeah, there for sure has to be monsters out there, right? (laughs) Yeah. So the first U.S. sanatorium was built in Asheville, North Carolina in 1875. So the whole sanatorium practice had been well established at this point. Louisville started getting higher and higher in case rates. That's when they built Waverly Hills. One thing about medical science, a lot of times... They just throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. Right. And it's kind of terrifying. Yes. Like mad scientist style. Yeah. Here's a lot of the procedures that were performed. Not only at Waverly Hills, but at sanatoriums across the world. It was believed that if they could relieve pressure in the chest cavity, it would help them feel heal faster. So they would perform... There were several different names I found... I'm not a doctor, so I don't know the difference between them. But there was the artificial pneumothorax and the artificial pneumopter... Another really long word. (laughs) Medical word. 
and basically they would go in there and collapse a lung, hoping to relieve some of the pressure. And that way, the you know, they'd collapse one lung, that way the other lung would be able to get healthy, in theory. Those two particular, they would use gases to collapse the lung, and then they'd fill the, they'd fill your, that cavity up with carbon dioxide, which they still do that today with other procedures. Basically, anytime you have an abdominal surgery, they will fill your abdomen up with gas to help with getting the, uh, it's mostly done with laparoscopic type surgeries. And it hurts. You've had it done. Mm-hmm. I have. You and everyone else I've talked to says it hurts real bad. Yep, it's not a good time. Another way they would accomplish the same thing was called a a Fenric nerve crush, and they would paralyze half of your diaphragm, which would cause that side, the lung, to collapse on that side. That sounds extremely painful. Uh, I'm sure it was, and it also like it doesn't make any sense to me. Why you would do that? But just I, throwing things at the wall. Yeah. <laughs> well, and also I had read stuff that said a lot of the patients they really didn't have a say in if they were getting surgery or not, and a lot of them were so far deteriorated that they didn't even really know what was happening anyway. Mm-hmm. They just were I mean, along for the ride. It's already a pretty painful disease. Yeah. So. And in all, I know it sounds kind of crude, but in all honesty, these aren't adding that much more to their suffering, right? Because they're already because that's how suffering. much pain they're already yeah. in. And most of the doctors weren't mad scientists; they were legitimately trying to help. Yes, we just didn't know. Yeah, there was also the lung resection, where they would remove infected portions of the lung. Probably similar to how they treat lung cancer today. Mm-hmm. Just go in and cut the infected parts out. Mm-hmm. They, sometimes they would do a thoracoplasty where they would remove ribs permanently to relieve pressure in the chest also. That one makes me cringe really bad because they would knock the patient out and remove the top eight ribs and sew them back up. Yeah. It fills me with the same sort of... so. Um, a little bit of background for our listeners. I have this thing with teeth. <laughs> we were even talking about it earlier. <laughs> like like dreams and stuff where your involves teeth falling. It just, it fills me with the ick. <laughs> and so anytime someone like bumps their tooth on something, like it immediately makes me want to throw up. Yep. And the idea of having my ribs taken out gives me the same sort of feeling. Because there was even some imagery with that as well. And you, I mean, their sternum is still there, but it's like a big gap mm-hmm. in the top of your chest. I don't, I didn't even know how your stuff stays where it's supposed to be without your ribs there. Yeah. And I don't imagine they would be very mobile at that point either. I wouldn't think so. I'd be afraid anything you do, you'd puncture your lung or your heart, your heart you know? So Waverly Hills opened in 1910, and as more and more, I mean, it's a highly contagious disease, so as more of Louisville and the surrounding county contracted tuberculosis, uh, eventually they started building more buildings uh, to accommodate more patients. I think at the max, at the the height, they could accommodate, I think, four or 500 patients? Yep, about 400. 
and in night in the early sixties, a actual cure was disco- was discovered. And Which, we say it's just an antibiotic, but that was life altering yeah, at the time. Yeah, and, it, and yeah, it was just it was an antibiotic, and all of a sudden this disease can be cured. So there's no need for these specialized hospitals to basically send people to their end their end yeah but then it turned into a nursing home and it wasn't open very long but there was lots of reports of elder abuse there were some houses kind of close by and there's reports of people saying that they could hear them screaming from the windows what about the walls (laughs) why to the windows to the walls no we're gonna go there (laughs) i just was hoping you were not (laughs) but all the elderly were basically neglected and abused people would show up to see what was going on and they're just covered in their bodily fluids a lot of them are starving Mm -hmm. and especially before there are any regulations i mean a geriatric hospital is basically where you take grandma when you can't afford to take care of grandma anymore yep put them out to pasture it's like the aukihara forest and the oh yeah (laughs) legend of taking (laughs) grandma out to the forest (laughs) that was dark it's what it is (laughs) so just to take in all the information that you just gave us it is very easily assumed that the place is haunted right definitely a lot of people died there what did you say it was around 60,000? Well, in the county. From what I understand, during the time the hospital was open, about 60,000 people were recorded dead by tuberculosis in the county. Whether they all died at the hospital or not, I don't know. I would imagine a good portion of them went through the hospital, but... Well, so there was so many people dying at such a rapid pace that the doctors actually got worried about the living patients seeing how many dead they were wheeling out at a time Mm -hmm. and it was just around the clock and they didn't want the patients to see that so they had an underground tunnel built that was 600 feet long and at the end opened with a train waiting for the bodies and it was at a 45 degree angle so it's just like this concrete tunnel and one side is just smooth like like a slide. Was it a secret tunnel? <laughs> Actually, it was because the patients didn't know about it. <laughs> and then there's a step of shallow stairs in the concrete that follows next to uh-huh. it. So you don't bust your ass. Yep. Yep. Uh, and they called it either the death tunnel or the death chute. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there is a lot of recorded paranormal activity there. Yeah, as one would think. As you would think. Um, You can see the opening at the end of the tunnel. A light, per se? Yeah, it is. (laughs) You're just on fire. What are you doing? (laughs) There is reports of rocks being thrown. You can hear screams. I saw one earlier, and there's just orbs all over the place. There's also a particular hallway 
in this sanatorium. I don't think it specifies which hallway it is. They say that there's a little boy ghost that they call Timmy. And if you leave a ball in the hallway, he'll play with it. Ugh. <laughs> you don't want to play with Timmy? <laughs> no. You know what I was supposed yes, to say. Yes, don't go there. <laughs> a, a lot of you, what you're watching said the most haunted room was, what, 502? Yes. So the fifth floor in general is has the most activity recorded, but room 502 specifically because there was a nurse that worked there. She was the head nurse. And it is said that she was having an affair with one of the doctors. And she ended up pregnant. Well, then she also contracted TB. So some stories say that she hung herself in the showers in 502. Mm -hmm. After she botched her own abortion. Okay. Other people say that she actually was hanging in front of the elevator. Because... The doctor came up through that elevator and like mm-hmm. she was at his feet. I can only imagine working in a facility like this. I imagine it being a lot like the nurses and stuff during COVID lockdowns. Yeah, intense. No one knows a bunch about the the disease. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's super scared of getting it. And the people that are in the hospital are super sick and Mm -hmm. not getting better. Mm -hmm. So it has to be similar circumstances here. So to be pregnant while you're having an affair at the hospital is crazy in and of itself. But then you get TB. Yeah. You can't bring a kid up in that. Yeah. So so um, the story alters also there saying that she performed her own abortion and then hung herself or the the doctor that she had had the affair with performed an abortion on her and botched it and she died and he hung her to like cover it up. Now, to my knowledge, there's no actual documentation as to whether this happened or not. Right, because everybody that died there on their death certificate is said that the death cause of death was tuberculosis. So, um, and she had it. Yeah. So that she is definitely the most famous urban legend mm-hmm. surrounding the the facility. Her name is Mary Jane Hellenberg. Mm-hmm. That was in 1928, and she was only 28 years old. But it is said that they've seen a lady in white up there. Every every haunted place has every a lady place, in white. Every place has a lady in white. There's a pretty good picture though that they think is her, and it does look similar to. Her picture when she was alive. Ugh. But the fifth floor is for sure the most intense feeling from what other investigators have seen. And then there was another nurse that ended up jumping off of the roof mm-hmm. at some point. There wasn't a specific date that I found. It's like, oh, she fell off the roof onto some tuberculosis. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but she just couldn't handle her work environment basically anymore because it just was, it was bad. Yeah. And once you were there, you lived there because the building was the the new building that housed the 400 patients. They made like their own little town right Mm -hmm. there. So doctors and nurses and everything stayed on location. I believe it has its own zip code. Mm -hmm. So the facility is open to the public today. Yes. You can get on their website. They have an official website. You can, Schedule a visit and 
all sorts of stuff. Yeah, you can go on a guided tour or you can also pay to stay the night. Do your own investigating. No, thanks. I would for sure do the the tour guide. That would be fun. I would walk around the grounds. I don't know that I'd go in the building. No? I don't know. If you would like a more in-depth look at the Waverly Hills, there's a Ghost Adventures episode. Yes, and y'all already know I love Ghost Adventures. But they do cover the history side of it also, Mm -hmm. which we love. That's our favorite part. And then we watched this god-awful movie. I feel like it just I feel like the storyline was fine and it could be a good scary movie you could just tell it had a very very low low budget I thought the story was garbage but I was also already in a bad mood (laughs) yes (laughs) it was called Death Tunnel it was made in 2005 so you can imagine I don't even remember how they got there but there's some sort of contest going on they were it's a university and this is like a hazing initiation type of thing. So there's this party, 2005, and they pick five girls for five floors. And they're all running around the lingerie. Well, so it was a lingerie party. But they like mask them and then change their lingerie. Into still lingerie. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like night gowns or whatever instead. The only thing I distinctly remember about the movie is this one chick proceeds to take her lingerie off <laughs> and then have a shower in the nasty rusty communal shower in the abandoned building mm-hmm. it's just a chance to show boobies that's all like the that's all the whole movie was well that was just the one scene that like they're like walking that. around in lingerie boo-boo <laughs> Yes, but that was the only, like, over-the-top scene. The whole movie was over-the-top. Yes. Well, so they actually filmed in the hospital. Yeah, you could tell the exterior shots were for sure the the Mm -hmm. actual hospital. Even the interior shots were actually inside of it. So it starts out as a hazing, it's a joke, they're just scaring these girls, it's fine. But then it's like the ghosts start taking over. And mm-hmm. possessing the people, and people actually start dying, and it's this whole thing. It's kind of like my bloody Valentine, I feel like, but just a really mm. bad version. I fell asleep shortly after the shower scene. <laughs> it wasn't terrible. This was pretty cringy. You said it was worse than the Law Yorona movie. No, I said it was better than that Law Yorona movie. Oh, that's right. You said it was better. I thought the Law Yorona movie was better. Nope, I could not handle it. All those people were so toxic. <laughs> yeah, but this movie, this movie did not have Machete. Well, that's true. We do love Machete. I think if you put him in any movie, it automatically makes that movie better. Yes. Every single time. Oh my gosh. Speaking of like putting certain actors in movies and making it better, have you seen the videos where they're deep faking Arnold Schwarzenegger into random movies yes it's so funny (laughs) you sent me a bunch (laughs) i would rewatch this movie if arnold was in it for sure he could be the girl that goes into the shower (laughs) and it's his boobies you get to see (laughs) give me your clothes your boots and your motorcycle all she was worried about was wrapping up in a shower curtain so that very first scene it was like a flash was, forward. Yeah. And 
I remember thinking in that scene, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's like either a bed sheet or a shower curtain. Yeah. <laughs> Just, and she's completely wet, uh-huh. running around, stereotypical horror female scene. Ah, help me, the bad guy's gonna get me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was pretty bad. I think that's that's all I got. That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> you got the creeps? I got the creeps now. <laughs> so I'm going to go watch some cartoons so I can actually go to, to sleep tonight. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We appreciate every single one of you. Uh, be sure you're sharing with all your friends. Our goal is to get the whole world listening to Reaper's Creepers. Everybody needs a little spooky. Everybody. You can find us on TikTok, on Facebook, and on Instagram. Also, reach out to us. We have an email address. It is reaperscreepers.spooky22 at gmail.com. We would love to hear your spooky stories. Thank you all again for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye, guys.